to another episode of Speaking Literally, where the books speak for themselves. I'm Liz. And I'm Holly. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Liz. (laughs) How how is it 2022 already? It has gone so fast. Um, How was your holiday? Uh, it was it was good. It was quiet. Um, obviously, we didn't do too much. You know, COVID is still plaguing our world. So we, you know, we just kind of stuck at home. We did a couple things locally. You know, I live in the Arizona desert, so we don't get snow, but we drove to snow and, you know, we're snow bunnies for a little while. But other than that, it was just kind of quiet. We watched a lot of, t- you know, sports, like a lot of football on TV and, um, what about you? What did you, how were your holidays and what did you do? Yeah, no, it was a, a quiet one as well. Exactly the same reason, obviously, COVID was still very rampant over here. So just watched a lot of TV, read a lot, just had a nice sort of chilled holiday, really. Yeah. So, yeah, and we didn't snow, but it did rain, like, the whole of Christmas. <laughs> oh, I'd much rather it snow than rain, because at least the snow you can go out in. <laughs> Yeah, I think the weatherman got it wrong. They, it was meant to be a white Christmas instead of we got a wet Christmas. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, wrong W word. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. You know, but what kind of was a bummer was, you know, um, and I don't know what it is about this time of the year, but, you know, I remember a couple of years ago when Alan Rickman passed away in January, you know, Professor Snape. And um, this year, you know, we've already had several um, – you know, people pass away that have really made an impact, not necessarily in the literary world, but just in our society as a whole. And one of those that I think that, you know, really kind of hit everybody was Betty White when she died on New Year's Eve. Um, It's crazy because, you know, today, that the day that this episode's dropping is January 17th, which is or would have been Betty White's 100th birthday. She's someone I never thought was going to die. I know that's ridiculous, but, like, she just, she's always been there. Yeah. I remember um, seeing on, like, Instagram and Facebook, um, there are all these memes going around going, wrap Betty White in cotton wool. She needs to make it to her 100th birthday and... Everyone was just laughing at the time and the fact that she didn't, she was so close, 17 days away from her 100th birthday is just so heartbreaking. Yeah. And, and obviously a lot of thoughts and thoughts go out to her family. Um, must be a very tough time for them. Absolutely. So, but in honor of that, happy birthday, Betty White. You know, today it's 100. Okay. 100 years um so she'll definitely be missed and you know and i know that um you know we've also recently lost sydney portier and then most recently we've lost bob saget and you said that the, who else who else there was somebody else that you mentioned uh, oh uh jane copeland she was yeah. also 99 yeah so long yeah, it's been a, a sad start to the year but in other news uh we have had some happier mm-hmm. more upbeat news so let's move swiftly on to bookish, bookish buzz. So the first one is, have you seen uh, the Harry Potter reunion show, which aired on TV on January the 1st? Okay, I haven't seen it yet. Um, I know, I'm a horrible human being. I want to watch it really, really bad, but I don't have HBO Max, and in the United States, you know, it's we you have to have this, this subscription service to HBO Max in order to watch it, and I haven't set up my free trial yet so that I can watch it and then cancel my free trial. I know that's horrible, but um, yeah. But I know yeah, you saw it, it was, so tell me about it. Yes. Oh, it was beautiful. It was. They had all a load, a lot of the the obviously 
the previous cast um, coming back to talk about it. Um, to say this was to mark 20 years since um, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, or to the Americans, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's, mm-hmm. Sorcerer's Stone. Um, it's, that's like just crazy that it's been 20 years already. I can't believe it's, it. Where has the time gone? I, I remember that book coming out. I didn't actually start reading those books, I think, until the second book came out. I didn't, I wasn't straight on the hype train, but once I read that, that, those books, I was hooked. Yeah. <laughs> straight away. But it was such a beautiful um, re- reunion. And obviously it was so sad because there were, we've lost a lot of actors in Harry Potter that you may not even realise. We've lost, obviously, one of our biggest ones, which is Snape, Alan Rickman. Mm-hmm. We lost the first Dumbledore. Uh, we've lost uh, the uh, father of Vernon. Um, we've lost, yeah, we've lost so many. And obviously we've also lost one of the teachers as well. Uh, last year, same actress who played Polly in Peaky Blinders. Mm. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's, it was very sad. They did do a really nice, um, kind of in memoriam to oh. the ones we've lost, but it was, yeah, absolutely beautiful, beautiful show. And definitely recommend it for any Harry Potter fans. It will make you cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Harry Potter just like, you know, regardless of any controversy and how people feel about J.K. Rowling and, and whatever, like, you know, you can't take away the impact that that series had on a generation yeah. of, of readers. I mean, it, yeah, it made um, so many more people pick up a book. Mm-hmm. It, inco- it, it created so many more readers. It, you can't, yeah, as you say, you can't measure the, the impact that this one book series had on a on the literary world and on, on the world in general. Yeah, I didn't start reading the books until book four was getting ready to come out. And the only reason I really picked it up is because I was teaching seventh grade at, at an inner city, very poverty stricken community that was kind of like, you know, run by gangs. It was a really, really tough um environment I was teaching in, um, seventh graders who their priority really wasn't reading. So I spent all this time trying to figure out how am I going to get these kids to, to, to engage with me in reading when I'm trying to teach them in an English class. And yeah. I began to hear the popularity of Harry Potter. So <laughs> this is what teachers do. We don't make a lot of money, but I went <laughs> out and I bought a class set of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone books um, and read. And it was this, it was the year that the movie was coming out the first movie was being released so early like it was like 20 uh 2001 2002 right back right around that that time and um and I told my kids like we worked through the book we read it we analyzed it we talked about it and their reward was going to see it in the movie and those kids were so engaged in that book that um, when we were done, you know, the kids were trying to get it checked out from the library and the school library had to like request more copies wow. of the book. So, you know, it's, you know, I, I don't know how far some of those kids went with continuing in the series, but they read it and it just like, it was so powerful. And I was just, at that point I was, I was hooked in it. And, you know, by the time book seven came out, I'm at like Barnes and Noble, like for the midnight release. And um, yeah, so, uh, but I, I need to watch it. I've, you know, like, like hearing you talk oh, about you it. Definitely need to. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really, really nice tribute. Um, and just such an, obviously it's such a big thing, a big part of our childhood or a part of our, our lives. So, mm-hmm. It was a really important thing for them to make. 
Yeah. Oh, I love it. You know, and I follow a bunch of them on their, like their, their social media pages and stuff and seeing them all grown up now when you, <laughs> we remember them as being kids in the movies. So, you know, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. They, 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 they show clips of, of the first film and you're think you're thinking, geez, they look so young because it was such a long time ago, the film. So yeah. it was, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. Um, well, on to other news. So, um, you know, the last last year, 2021, you know, was kind of a crazy year. We started the year in quarantine and everyone was still kind of housed up at home and school was online and digital and um, slowly things began to open back up. But um, because of that, you know, there's a lot of people that were at home reading. So, uh an interesting thing was one, two things about the library in 2021. They released the, the books that were the most checked out from the libraries. And this is based in the largest libraries of New York City. So this isn't like, you know, the end all be all. This isn't like the most checked out books, but from the two largest libraries in New York City, um, which has like, you know, millions of circulation items going through every day. They said that their most checked out books in 2021 were The Vanishing Half and The Midnight Library. Have you read either of those? I read The Midnight Library. I really enjoyed that. Um, Vanishing Half, I'm not surprised because, I, I mean, I haven't read it, but it's all over Instagram. It's all over Bookstagram, mm -hmm. and it still is to this day, really. Mm -hmm. Have you read either of those? I have not read The Vanishing Half. It's kind of same like you. I see it all the time, and I'm like, oh, I should probably at some point read it. <laughs> um, now, I did read The Midnight Library, and for me, it was just okay. Like, I was I yeah. was a little disappointed in it, but um, – but those, the, so those are books that were checked out. It didn't specify if those were digital lens or if they were physical lens, but they were just, you know, the lending totals of being checked out. However, um, Overdrive, which is a digital library lending service um, that you can use um, through your local libraries, said that... Um, based off of uh, 121 libraries and this includes seven countries and 37 u.s states so this isn't just a united states things but based on 121 libraries kind of across the world that they each each of those 121 libraries surpassed one million digital lens in 2021 and that's Crazy. just digital that is insane yeah, one million each. Yeah. That's, yeah, that is. So, again, I'm not very good at math, but I can do that math. That's 121 million digital books that were checked out in 2021. And that's just from these. This doesn't include the, the libraries that, you know, checked out 800,000 and just didn't make it to a million. Like, yeah. people were reading in 2021. I mean, what else did we do? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was one of those times. I don't know about you, but obviously our our libraries were closed for quite a while. Um, so yeah, our digital lending would have gone up probably quite mm -hmm. quite a lot. I mean, I just used Amazon. I think I I probably made friends with the Amazon delivery driver during lockdown. <laughs> yeah, like 
bless their souls, those, you know, the UPS drivers, the Amazon delivery drivers, like, you know, when everything was shut down, they still went to work and they still got us what we needed. But you're right. Like, you know, we were ordering, we were ordering toilet paper from Amazon because you couldn't get it in the stores. (laughs) Remember those days? We don't bother you like that again. Yeah, no, let's not. Let's not do that. Yeah, so kind of interesting. And it will be interesting to see, you know, what those numbers look like for 2022. Um, because I know for, for most, most areas, we're not back into a shutdown right now. I know our, our COVID numbers are rising and we're, we're seeing some, you know, major issues with this Omicron variant and, you know, whatever. But right now things still seem to be open. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see how these numbers change or maintain in 2022. Yeah, it'd definitely be interesting to see if, um, if the readers who were reading during lockdown, um, if they consider continue to do so kind of now when things are relatively normal. Yeah. Interesting. All right, Liz, what's what's next? So uh, the next is a bit of uh, film news. So we've got another Agatha Christie uh, remake. Is the adaptation of Death on the Nile. Um, this was actually originally written in 1937, and we've got a new film coming out featuring Gal Gadot and Kenneth Branagh. Um, that's coming out in cinemas in America and the UK on February 11th. So I watched the trailer the other day and it just does look very good. I'm very excited about that. I I am too. And I saw the trailer for the first time when um, I went with my family to see uh, the new Spider-Man movie, um, which is also very good. But anyways, uh, and so I saw this and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And uh, I'm like, I had no idea this was coming out. Uh, And I'm super excited. My husband is not a reader. Um, and he, but he, he sees movies obviously based on books because he, he loves me and supports me when I'm like, I want to go see this movie. Um, so when Murder on the Orient Express came out a couple of years ago, he went with me to see that. And I'm like, when this trailer was playing, I'm like whispering to him, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's going to be so good. I'm so excited. I love Agatha Christie. And, and he turns to me, he's like, this looks like Murder on the Orient Express just on a boat. <laughs> Wow. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's still going to be good. <laughs> just, just tell him that Wonder Woman's going to be in it. So the, it there you go. <laughs> That's right. He'll be fine. <laughs> He'll be fine. So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited. I love Agatha Christie. Yeah. And, so that's going to be super fun. Um, well, this kind of goes back to kind of what I talked about, you know, right before we talked about the movie with books and the difference between 20, you know, the numbers in 2021. Um, so we talked about the library books, but now we'll talk about like tangible books, like the print books. So, and this is, I think is where Amazon comes into play because we can order all our books from Amazon. Um, print book sales in 2021. 2021 had an almost 10% increase over 2022. So even print book sales were up. Um, so I'm sure people were ordering their books from like Waterstones and Barnes and Noble and, um, and Amazon, because again, what are we doing through the pandemic? But Liz question for you. Don't cheat and look at our notes, which genre <laughs> and I'm not, I know you already know the answer to this, so that's, that's fine. Which genre do you think had the largest increase in print book sales in 2021? 
See, I probably would have said said it the the right answer anyway because it makes most sense. But yeah, YA young adult. Absolutely. Yeah, young because, adult because it's it's such a popular genre because of the fact you've got it it covers from like sixteen year olds upwards really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still read YA. YA is a really good genre. <laughs> YA is probably my favorite genre. Like, it's just I just yeah. think it's it's all encompassing of of everything. And it's like you know, and I like like lots of things happening and good pace and good, you know, character development. I like those, you know, world creations and you get that a lot more with, um, with YA, but yeah. So young adult fiction had the highest increase in book sales by 31% over the year before. So yeah. So, so authors out there, if you are thinking about what you're going to write next, you might want to consider young, young adult fiction. So so there you go. There you have it. Speaking of young adult fiction, Liz. Yeah. Ah, oh, this is the most exciting bit of news. So <laughs> Shadowbone is back. Uh, season one uh, came out about a year ago now, I believe, um, it, on Netflix. Please don't tell me it's been it that long. Very popular. It's, it must be about a year ago now. That makes me feel um, worse. It was very popular. So it was so amazing. Like. The casting was really well done. The setting, it was fantastic. And we had a video released a few days ago from the cast saying that they are back and they are filming currently um, in Budapest for season two. Um, We also had a few of the new cast on the video, which was Wyland and Nikolai. um, And they were really good casting. I'm surprised that Nikolai, they didn't um, cast somebody bigger just because it is quite an important role. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he's good-looking, and he's got a really, really nice um, Irish accent, so I'm very excited to, to, see, to see this season two. I don't know when it's coming yet. Um, they're filming right now, so I would imagine at the earliest, probably end of the year. Mm-hmm. But, obviously, as we know, film sets are being shut down all the time at the moment because of COVID. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately but yeah so that is very exciting and holly you need to finish i know oh my gosh like when you said it's been out for almost a year i'm like really like i'm i'm only halfway through episode one like i need to take a vacation and just watch this um because you have a day off on monday yeah i do have a day off i know (laughs) i know but as we talked about before we started the show the show it came out what I was just going to say is, like, before we started recording, I talked about the fact that for the last two weeks at work, all I've been doing is COVID. So I, I need Monday to catch up on my real job <laughs> because all I've been doing is COVID contact tracing for two weeks. Oh, God. Um, it came out April last year. Okay. So That's almost a year. Okay. Yeah. So about eight months. Eight, nine months. But yeah. So that is very exciting. I can't wait. I'm excited. Uh, I, I am so excited. Got one more piece of news, uh, which we fly into America for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is kind of like an American-based thing, unless other people want to use American currency to, I don't know, look at. Um, but on our quarter, we have the U.S. Mint has announced that they're going to be putting and printing and distributing new U.S. quarters with Maya Angelou on them, um, which I think is awesome and amazing and she will be the first black woman to ever have appeared on the u.s quarter um so yeah so our quarter is known to kind of change up what it looks like we went through um over a couple years 
a while ago where they did um, a specialty quarter for every state. So every state has a quarter that's out there in circulation. And um, oh. yeah, so it's, it's really cool that, you know, and I, and I saw a picture of, of, of the, what the quarter looks like. And um, it's, it's a really cool honor. And I'm really glad that Maya Angelou uh, is going to be, you know, focused on the quarter. So there you have it. So lots of lots of news right now going on. So um but that's that's our bookish buzz. So we're going to take a, a short break and then we're going to come back and there's two books that we're going to dive into real quick. So give us just a second. We'll be right back. Having game night with your besties? Dinner is done and you forgot the wine. Binge watching another one of your favorite TV shows or maybe the big game just went to overtime. No matter your reasons for wanting to stay put, keep your feet up and get beer, wine, and spirits delivered to you in under 60 minutes with Drizzly. And don't forget promo code FAST5 for $5 off that first order. Wait, 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 wait. So hypothetically speaking, let's say all my pants are in the wash and I'm currently indisposed. I don't, not sure where you came from, Chris, but yes, Drizzly.com still has you covered. Oh, okay, cool. But what if I just got done swimming and I got to wait 30 minutes? Drizzly, that's not a thing, but drizzly.com. Okay, okay, cool. Just one more. So somebody just put a banana in my tailpipe, so I can't really... D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com. So you're telling me all I need to do is download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com, and I'm going to save $5 off my first order with the promo code FAST5? The convenience of home delivery in under 60 minutes, the benefits of getting it when you need it, what you want, and great value on a huge selection. Man, I'm in there like swimwear. Which is what I'm currently wearing because my pants are... Yeah, we know, blue. we know. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com. And be sure to type in the promo code FAST5 to save $5 off your first delivery. That's drizzly.com. All right, Liz, we're back. You ready to talk about some books? Yeah, back. Let's do this. Okay. All right. Let's talk about your book first. I'm more excited to talk about the book you want to talk about anyways. Okay. So I've been reading and I've I've been reading this for uh, quite a few weeks now because it's quite a long audiobook. Um but I finished it yesterday just in time for this podcast. Um and it is Illuminate. Um this is probably one of the kind of I haven't read many sci fi books before or, or listened to many for but this one was just absolutely fantastic. Um, it was emotional. It was action packed. It had everything that you could want in the book and the pacing was just right. There was no kind of slowness. It always kept you engaged. Um, and I know that you've obviously read these a few times. I love the series. Um, but yeah, uh, I love, and I, I'm literally, I'm going to be downloading the second book like the next few days. <laughs> I've got a credit on Kindle. It's all good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it was such a brilliant book and I did not imagine until now that I could get emotional and cry over an AI, <laughs> except obviously for things like Wally and stuff. But yeah. I mean, a computer, a computer guidance system, who knew that you would get emotional over a guidance system? Yeah. Uh, I agree. Uh, like uh, it's it was- so, so good. And like you, it was kind of like one of my first big kind of, you know, delves into, into sci-fi and, um, it is, you know, we talked about this before the show, we both did it as an audio book and it is probably, and I, I love audio books. I usually always have an audio book 
that I'm that I'm listening to kind of, you know, and reading through. But then I also have like, you know, an ebook or a tangible book. So I'm always, you know, having multiple books going. But the Illuminate series, I read all three books as audiobooks. And out of all the audiobooks I think I've ever listened to, this is my favorite. These are my favorite audiobooks. They have a full cast. They have sound effects. Just the style and structure of the book in general because it's it is different. It is not written in like paragraphs and narration. It is written in the form of documents and tran- like yeah. transcribing what someone is seeing happening through like a video. It's like because that's they're called the Illuminae files. So it makes sense because it's just it's a compilation of files that are brought together to make to make the story. Yeah, I find that, I mean, most of the time when I listen to audiobooks, I will often listen to memoirs and kind of a bit of historical fiction because I find that listening to fiction usually I can't engage and I don't, I don't find myself really listening properly. I often like get distracted by something, but this one, it just keeps you hooked. It keeps mm-hmm. you engaged and wanting to, to keep listening to find out what happens next. And the cast was absolutely brilliant. All the, all the actors were really well casted. Um, obviously I've not read the theatre book but it was just so well done such a good production that yeah I'm definitely going to read <laughs> you know and, and it's interesting because you talked about the AI so the AI in the book is called Aiden um, and Aiden really does become one of those AIs that develops into more of a very humanistic um, character almost with a conscience and this the ability to make decisions and you know it's what's interesting and fascinating is that the characters, you know, because, you know, in the book you have, um, you know, Katie is like kind of like your, your main girl, um, in the book and, uh, oh crap. What's his name? What's the boy's name? Ezra. Ezra. Um, and then, yeah. And you have Ezra who's kind of like the main boy and it's, the characters are so well developed and their personalities just shine through in a structure of a book that is not traditional that, you know, I have a copy of the book. So even though I listen to them as audio and I've listened to the audios of these books, I'm not ashamed to say multiple times because if I'm like between books or, you know, I'm out of audible credits and I have to wait a couple more days before I can download another audible book. These are kind of like my go-to audios that I'll just, you know, because I've read them and listened to them so many times. If I don't finish it this time around, it's okay. Um, But it gives me something to listen to. But I bought the books too because Obviously, in the audio, you can't see the pages of the book. And because the structure is so different, like in the book, you'll see diagrams of the ships that they're on and and these things that don't come through on the audio. Uh, But so this would be one of those companion, have the book, have the audio, because combined, it creates such an amazing reading experience. Yeah, definitely. I think... Uh, from there were so many twists and turns in the book, but I think that some of them wouldn't have been as shocking or as kind of as impactful if you were just reading it for the first time. Mm-hmm. It was the whole fact that the voice was being delivered that the twist was really shocking. Mm-hmm. So that was yeah, that was one kind of big part that I'm glad that I listened to it first of all. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, definitely after the second one, very soon. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it is a three book series, like a, it's a trilogy. <laughs> so, you know, and, you know, the fun thing about it is like, and I, and I think I kind of told you, make sure if you've listened to the first audio, you need to listen to all of them as audio because they're done in the same, the same style. But what's cool is like when I first started listening to book two, which I know you're going to be doing soon is I'm like, who are these characters? Because they're completely different characters than book one. Yeah. Um, same world, same kind of things, you know, situations are happening, but completely different, like, it's a different setting with different characters, different conflict, all that. But then book three is so good because it ties the characters from book one back to characters from book two, adding additional new characters because, again, the setting changes for kind of a third time in that final book. And it just brings everyone back together. And it's just like, hurry up, Liz, and finish the series so we can talk about it. But, yeah, so. Very excited. But, you know, in, in, in some ways, like, you know, there is a pandemic that happens in that first, that first one, you know, that first book. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, there's a virus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's running rampant and they can't change it and they can't fix it. It's probably a little worse than COVID, (laughs) but just a little bit bit worse. Uh, But yeah, so it's, it's, it's definitely an interesting book. All right. Yeah. The Night Circus. What did you think about? I've been wanting, oh my God. Uh, This, you know, funny enough, this one I read, um, this was my very last book that I read in 2020. I think I finished it on New Year's Eve. Um, because it had been all around bookstagram and it, it still is like a bit today, not as much, but during 2020, it was all over um, bookstagram. And I was like, okay, I had to read this. And the writing I thought was so beautiful. Um, it was, it's all very prosaic, I'd say. Um, I really enjoyed the, the story and the characters. Um, and obviously I've been bugging you for ages to read it. <laughs> And she's finally read it. I finally read it. it. You know, yes, (laughs) you have been pestering me for a while. And then um, Jessica Gravu, um, Glover, who we had on our show a couple months ago, um, has been saying the same thing about how much she loved the book as well and that I needed to read it. So between the two of you, I'd (laughs) bought it a while ago. It's been sitting on my shelf. I finally decided it was going to be my first cover-to-cover read of – 2022 um i agree to some extent that i loved the the elegance and the sophistication of the writing style like how the language flowed on the page like it totally matched that that era that time period of the turn of the 20th century because the book really does take place um in the late 1800s and very very early 1900s um so it had that like that elegance that you know um, I don't know how else to describe it except an elegance and a, and a sophistication to it that you don't that you would see in in like classic novels like books that were written during that time period. This book was written in 20, 2012 is when this book came out. So I think that that shows you know true talent to Erin Morgenstein, who's the author, and her ability to capture the essence of the language of that time period. Um, how 
however, it was, it was just okay for me. Like, um, I, the, like, there were points where I began to kind of like drift and lose focus. Like, it just, you know, we kind of talked about, um, pacing, like the pacing of a book. I, I didn't feel like the pacing was kind of what I wanted. But at the same time, yeah. I felt that it fit the time period and the, and the writing style. Um, I loved the circus, like everything, every scene that dealt with oh, the circus. Was brilliant. It was. Yeah. What was your favorite, like, tent or, like, exhibit? Oh, God, it's been so long. Um, I'm trying to even remember. This is like over a year ago, but this. Um, I really liked uh, the twins. I love the twins. They're I my favorite. Really liked, yeah, I really like the twins. They were really good. Um, yeah, they'd probably be they'd probably be the, my favorite. Yeah, because they're the ones that stand out the most to me. Um, now thinking back. Yeah, I definitely. Poppet and Widget are the twins, and you know they don't know life outside of the circus because they were born on opening night of the circus. But yeah. they, I, I, I think their their youth and their perspective and how they just like their life is the, is the circus. Um, and they're so that makes them even more invested in it. Um, but you have things like, and it's, it's, it's magic. Like, you know, you think of circus and magicians and like, you know, tricks of the eye and distractions and that's how they get their tricks. But obviously at the night circus, they are, there's real magic. It's, these are people who it is, you know, this fantastical circus yeah. where people aren't faking their magic. Um, so you have like these, these magic induced, like the, um, the cloud, the cloud tent with like the cloud mazes and they're like jumping off clouds and this magical carousel that, um, Celia makes and like that just kind of takes them on this like adventure while they're on the carousel and, um, it, it's, and I, and I, so I loved the circus and I was intrigued in the fact that the circus acted as a backdrop for this like challenge between these two people. Um, mm. But I just wish that like all the time that they spent in like in London with the guy who kind of like, I don't know if he was like the owner of the, the night circus, like his mm. whole storyline. I'm like, just put Marco at the circus instead of like having him be this proprietor or overseer yeah. who's not even there. Um, and then, you know, I was really confused about Bailey, like when he first popped up and I'm like, what, what is the point of Bailey? He did make sense at the end. And I did really like Bailey and his connection to the twins. Um, but it's just, I don't know. It just, um, the, I didn't really like Marco all that much. I didn't connect to him. The love story didn't feel very real to me. Like, um, like they were, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's because they were fighting it. At the end, I really appreciated how they came together and what they did for each other. And, um, but yeah, yeah. That, you know, what do you think? I think, yeah, I think the pacing, I can completely understand what you mean by the pacing because although it did fit the, the times kind of perfectly, at times it did feel like, maybe it's a little bit too slow um, and could have been slightly adjusted. But yeah, as you say, at the same time, it fitted with the period, it fitted uh-huh. with the whole the whole story. 
But yeah, and I, I think one of the things that stood out for me most was the writing because it was just so beautifully written. Yeah. Um, and the way that they created the world and created the night circus is just such a beautiful concept. Yeah, I agree. You know, and yeah, it's like, and yeah, I wanted to love it more than I did. I liked it and I'm glad I read it, especially for that sophistication. But, um, yeah, I definitely did not like it as much as I liked Illuminae. <laughs> well, at least you've you now already got your unpopular opinion for the year. I do. <laughs> and it was one, it was the book that you recommended for me for that, um, 12, the 12 books and 12 months challenge. Um, oh, yeah. that was going around and was super popular on, on Instagram, everyone getting their recommendations from people. So I already have one of my 12 checked off. Um, yeah, I need to start mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I'm glad I read it. It just, you know, yeah. that, that unpopular opinion. Cause I know like I've, I've read reviews and people are just like, they loved the, the, the love story in it. And I don't mm. know. I just, I kind of feel bad for, for Isabel. And I'm like, he just kind of like. <laughs> Poor thing just got left hanging on the side, but oh well. All right, so um, uh, Liz, will you run through some of our upcoming releases? And once you're done with that, I am going to I'll cover um, kind of what's on the New York Times bestseller list right now. After you go through the what's coming up. Okay. Yeah, no worries. So we'll go through um, just briefly some of the new releases coming out this month. Uh, firstly, we've got Little Wing by Freya North. Um, this comes out on the 20th of January. Um, this is a kind of romance, more of a drama, um, kind of emotional read. Uh, then we've got Asgard and the Hunt, which is the third book in the uh, Warfare of the Gods series by C.T. Ortega. Um, so myself and Holly have been reading this recently. Um, so keep an eye on our blogs for the review. And this comes out on the 31st of January. Then um, from the author of A Little Life, uh, Hanye Yanagara uh, comes to Paradise, which came out on the 11th of January. Um, and we've got another one by Khalil Hoover, which is Reminders of Him. And that comes out both in America and in the UK on the 18th of January. Um, and finally, we've got one that Holly has um, recently read, uh, which she has, she's recommended. It comes out on January 25th, and that is called A Lesser to Three Witches by Elizabeth Bass. Yeah, I read that as an arc back in October. Um, it's it's a cute little um, witchy, you know, book that I wish had been released in October. It would have been a perfect October read, um, but it, yeah. it's still really cute. So um, I would definitely recommend that. Um, but speaking of Colleen Hoover, because she has a new book coming out. Her book, It Ends With Us, has been up and down all around on the, the New York Times bestseller list for 30 weeks. Um, and right now, it's back into the number one spot. Um, so, and honestly, I, I admit, I haven't read any Colleen Hoover books. Yeah, no way. Mm. I need to. I keep saying I will. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and I want to, I have uh, Verity. I think that's one of one of the, her additional uh recent releases i have that one on my kindle um but i haven't started reading it yet i know that it ends with i I think all of her books have a bunch of like triggers in them um so and and domestic violence kind of stuff i i struggle to read those books so i think that's one of the reasons why i haven't chosen to read this one but right now it's back in the number one spot um 
Now, the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo has been roaming on the list for 28 weeks. So it's right on, it ends with us heels, um, and it's back up into the number two spot. So now that one I have read. You haven't read that one yet, have you? I haven't read it yet, no. It's, it's on my TBR. I've got it on, on um, Kindle. So it's definitely one that I want to try and read, to, uh, read this year. Yeah, it, I, it was one of my favorite reads. Um, uh, of the year last year so good but then we have um danielle Steele has a new book out and people love danielle Steele, um, but she has a new book out called invisible and it entered the list at number four um, and a book that i've seen a lot on instagram lately is the maid um and it entered this week at number 11 which kind of surprised me because of how popular i've seen it on like on Instagram, like, you know, I saw a lot of people, you know, reading that one and posting about it. But um, none of those have been on the bestsellers list for longer than a book we've already talked about today, The Midnight Library. It's still hanging on, popping around, moving up and down um, the list. Um, it's currently number nine, but it's been on the list for 49 weeks. Isn't that crazy? crazy that is crazy but how, how long is that holly yeah you remember that i don't know my days of the year and months but i am pretty sure that that is only three weeks shy of a year okay Whew, i passed my test <laughs> you're getting better. i am i'm getting better at math see everyone a plus plus yeah it's you you never get too old you can always learn um, but as crazy as the 49 weeks is for Midnight Library, um, I'm keeping this one on our little list to talk about because it still amazes me because every month I feel we talk about this book because it is still number one. It is one of us is lying is still number one in the young adult hardback book list. It has been on this list for 206 weeks. That's crazy. That's absolutely amazing. Yeah, I really need to get to read that one. So. It's I I have read that one. I know it's the it's the first of a series. I haven't read any of the other ones in the series, but I have read this one, and it is really good. And you know, I work you know I work with teenagers and um, at a school, and this is a very very popular book among among the teenage school crowd. So they they do really like it. And I know that I believe I don't know if it's Hulu or Amazon Prime, but I know that this is this is being made or has been made into um uh, like a show or a movie that is that is being released or has been released. That. So crazy, 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 crazy. Crazy. All right, so that is some specific book news, so a bunch of books that you guys can add to your to-be-read list, and we're going to take our last little break before we jump in to have some more some more fun, and we uh, kind of came up with our, our own category of book awards, so this is going to be the Holly and Liz book award portion of the show, Ooh. so you won't want to <laughs> miss it because we don't know what we're talking about, so that makes it even more fun. All right, so we'll be back in one second. All right, Liz, we're back. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Well, first, first of all, what is your book challenge goal on Goodreads this year? 
My bookery challenge, you know, what? I didn't actually think about looking. I think it's 60 for this year. <laughs> it's 65. <laughs> I've set it at 65. So last year um, I had it at 60 and this year I've gone a little bit higher because I got a lot higher than 65 um, in 2021. But obviously that was with lockdowns and everything else. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping to have a, a bit more of a life this year. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. So I'm going, I'm going a bit lower. Um, but yes, yeah, so I've gone to 65. How, how about you? How many have you gone for? So I... Is not quite as high as yours. Um, mine is set at 30. So about half of yours. Now I did, I had my last year's goal was set at 20. Uh, and I had 46 by the end of the year. So, um, you know, again, and that was with closure. So I'm hoping that I can, I can surpass my 30. But again, like, you know, Obviously, these last two weeks, I haven't really been able to read very much at all because just of COVID. But, you know, on the other end of COVID, having to take care of close contacting and just, you know, it's, you know, taking up all of my day. But um, I am hoping to get to 30. Fingers crossed. All right. What as we're kind of getting ready to talk about our book awards did you get any cool books for the holiday or are there any books that you're really excited about that are coming out this year? What are you excited about reading well, this year? So, uh, I think one of the ones I'm most excited about is the new Grisha Bus graphic novel mm-hmm. coming out in September. Mm-hmm. So excited about that. Um, I'm very excited about obviously reading uh, Rule of Wolves, hopefully uh, in the next few months so that we can, we can find out what happened with Nikolai. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, the graphic novel sounds very exciting and I'm quite excited to see kind of what they go for, for the art style of that. Um, also, um, as I'm reading the From Blood and Ash series, um, I'm also excited about the book that you are just about to mention. So I will leave that to you. Um, which what books are you kind of most anticipating this year? Uh, well, like you said, I am a huge fan of From Blood and Ash series. I binge read the first three uh, last year, last spring. I read the first two right before book three came out in March. Um, book four is coming out. It is the war of, it's called The War of Two Queens. It will be out uh, this spring. So uh, like you, I am super, super excited. It is such a fantastic um, fantasy series. Uh, really looking forward to it. Uh, another one that's going to be coming out that I'm really looking forward to is, um, again, I mentioned her earlier. We had her on our show a couple months ago, but Jessica Gravu Glover, um, she's the author of In Another, uh, Another Beast's Skin. Her second book in that series, a, a called A Braiding of Darkness is coming out in March. So yeah, so I'm really excited to read that one. Um, obviously, the graphic novel that you mentioned for in um, for uh, Libra Dugo. But then the last one I'm really excited about um, is The Final Gambit. And it's book three of Jennifer Lynn Barnes's The Inheritance Game series. So that comes out in the fall. So those those four, I'm like super, super excited. <laughs> obviously, yes, I still need yeah. to read Rule of Wolves before um, the graphic novel comes out. So um, maybe we can do a buddy read on that. Um, but because uh, we've we've been putting it off because we didn't want the Grishaverse to come to an yeah. end. 
but but at least now we know it's, it's not coming to an end yet so we we can hold on to that hope <laughs> and we can read that one without being too sad i mean it is still gonna be sad but <laughs> yeah exactly so hopefully she'll just keep putting books out for us <laughs> so what books what books did you get for uh, christmas and like in the sales did you get anything anything exciting so I only got two books as gifts. I got um, Aristotle and Dante, Discover the Secrets of the Universe, from my bookish BFF, Liz. Um, so Yay. thank you so much. I can't wait to read that one. Um, that's on my, my list to read this year. <laughs> and then the only other book I got as a gift was my husband and I did this Target date night thing where we had like eight categories that you have to buy the other person a gift out of the different categories and um which was really fun so you know if you're looking for something to do as a date night you know let me know and i can send you the eight categories but one of the categories was to purchase something for the other person in their favorite color so he bought me a book that has a purple color and it's called badass habits (laughs) nice Badass habits. Cultivate the confidence, boundaries, and know how to upgrade your life. I don't know what he's trying to tell me with this book, but <laughs> it has a purple color and a cover, and purple is my favorite color. So, you know, okay, I appreciate it, honey. Thank you all very much. Um, but the like, I know Waterstones had the same sale as Barnes and Noble did of that fifty percent off all hardback books. Oh my God, the best book sale. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like I, I didn't know about it until like the, like the second or third day of it. So by the time I got there, some of the books I really wanted were already all sold out. Um, but I got like, um, these violent, no, I didn't think I got that one. I got the reading list. I got a slow fire burning empire of the vampire and Beasts of Prey. I think there's one other one I got, um, but um, I'm not sure at the moment what that one is. I don't see it on my shelf. Uh, but yeah, that book sale, if you took part of it, it was it like, oh, it was the best, best thing ever. And I know you took part in that. Yeah. So what books did you get for, you know, gifts and then partaking in uh, the so sales? In, in the sale, uh, I got quite a few in the um in the doorstone. So I got Rebecca um, by Definite Maurier. Uh, I got uh, Gods and Monsters, the third one in the in the mm. Shelby Myron trilogy. So really excited for that. We've got Billy Summers uh, by Stephen King. And I got Woman in Black um, by Susan Hill. So, yeah, I was uh, really excited. And, of course, I got a really stunning edition um, of Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. which was reduced from 60 to £30. Pounds. So you can't, I mean, please say no to that. It was a beautiful, beautiful edition, um, massive hardback. And, I mean, I may have gone back since because I had really spent so much money there. I then got a voucher. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you just went to the bookstore (laughs) yesterday. Yeah, I might have gone yesterday as well. (laughs) Yeah, and I was only aiming to spend, like, buy about two books and I ended up buying five. <laughs> they didn't fill my basket. Yeah, you know, sometimes it just happens and you can't control it. It's, you know, oh well. <laughs> and also, technically I bought three because I'm still saying that two of those were not my fault, it was Holly's fault. <laughs> uh, I was like, why was it my fault? But then I remember. And what books were those? Those were uh, uh, Project, Project Hail Mary. Mary 
and in inheritance things. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. The, yeah, okay, so I, 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 I take like yeah, have to get those. I'll take blame. But those they're so good. You're going to love them, especially if you're trying to dive back into like some science fiction books. Um, Project Hail Mary. Oh, it's so good. So good. (laughs) And, you know, we're going to talk about sidekicks here in a second. If you want to talk about a great secondary character, Rocky from Project Hail Mary, you let me know what you think of him as a side character because I love him. (laughs) <laughs> I want to adopt him and bring him home to live with me. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, Christmas, I got um, I got quite a few Agatha Christie's from trying to read through hers. So my fiance bought me about four or five of hers, um, which I'm really excited to get into. Um, I got Carve the Rock by Veronica Roth from an amazing British grammar called Holly. Yay! <laughs> my book's to be So very excited to read that. And I also got... Uh, Dante and Aristotle uh, from uh, Pearl and Her Reads. So looking forward to, to reading that with Holly at some point, doing a buddy read. Um, so, yeah, no, it, I yeah, I, I had that to, like, clear out some of my books and put them in the loft because I'm running out of space in the bookcases right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to keep on moving things about each time. And right now, like, I've got a stack of books, like, like, next to me on my table, and I'm not quite sure where they're going to go yet. Maybe, like, on top of the book. <laughs> yeah, I have that issue too. Like, I mean, this is just an audio recording, but Liz and I are actually on a Zoom so we can see each other. And so I have my bookshelves behind me and my screen and um, they're all full. So like, I think there's a book missing yeah, that's here. Funny that we, I was going to say the last day that we did. That top shelf was like half full. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a lot more books. And um, my husband has a, a bookshelf just like the two of mine on the other side of the room and I keep telling him like you don't have anything on it it's just like holding like random paper you don't need that bookshelf it's a bookshelf for books so um I told him that I'm just going to take it and, and and add it over here and but bless his soul he's like well I'd rather just buy you some new bigger bookshelves okay <laughs> that works too <laughs> um, good. yeah because I'm running out of space for sure just like you are um I'm gonna end up with piles <laughs> on the floor but I'm trying really hard not to buy anymore right now, and I'm just going to try to read. Yeah. Um, but I'm not one of those people I who can to. really get rid of books. Like, mm. The only time I can get rid of books is if I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. If I really didn't enjoy it, and I know I'd read it again. Other than that, it's like, well, that's part of a series, so I can't get rid of, like, <laughs> I can't get rid of the, the, one of the books from a series. Exactly. And I like looking at them, like, you know, even if I'm not going to, like, you know, I just, like, I like looking at the books. I don't know if that makes me weird or crazy or psycho, but looking at my, my bookshelves and the books on them make me happy. So It makes me happy, too. Ex- it makes me happy, too. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so at least I'm not and also alone. We, also, we need as many books as possible for our bookstagrams, so... Right, because if we need more books so we don't have to keep taking pictures of the same books. Exactly. Yeah, so see, we can totally rationalize this whole thing out. Like, I know I have kids getting ready to go to college in a couple years. They'll be fine. I can spend the money on books. They just have to get good grades so they can get scholarships. Not my responsibility. I am kidding. I am kidding. (laughs) Right. Because if they read more books, they'll do better in school. They'll get better grades. They'll get college money. Um, (laughs) I am kidding. We will pay for our kids to go to college. We will help them. But they are also very smart. My son, who is in high school, has a 4.67 GPA right now. So 
I'm sure he'll get some some scholarships. Fingers crossed. <laughs> He's smart. Um, okay. So, are you wanting to jump into our our book awards? Yes, do it. All right, so you came up with most of them, so I'm going to let you kind of, like, run it. You also are better prepared, and you've made your list of winners. I'm just going to kind of pull these out of my butt as we go. He's going to be, like, turned away from the, the camera. <laughs> yeah, I just, you'll be looking in the back of my head because I'm like, oh, God, i got to look at my books. I have a couple ideas. Yeah. See, you're okay because I'm not in a room with books, so I was like, I need to do this in advance. I need to look at my, my Goodreads and decide. Um, but yes, yeah, so I've kind of got up, come up with most of mine. Um, so the first award uh, that we were we've come up with is biggest disappointment of 2021. Um, and now I've I kind of did it on books that I read in 2021 rather than releases in 2021. Um, so for me, um, my biggest disappointment was Grace of Wrath by John Steinbeck because. I read Of Mice and Men and really enjoyed it. It was, it was such a good novel and I was expecting similar kind of calibre and not to have a whole novel of being depressed and wanting <laughs> to kill myself. <laughs> um, it was just melancholy upon more melancholy. So, yeah, sorry, John. That's so uh, funny because <laughs> I remember when you were reading it and you were just like... Oh, I can't get through this book. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, I've never read it. And there's a reason why I've never read it, because I know people who have read it. And that is their response. So, OK, for me, I will pick a book um, that I read in 2021. Um, now, as far as the biggest disappointment, I was struggling between two books for the biggest disappointment. But I have to only pick one. So I am going to go with, and this is going to definitely be an unpopular opinion. Um, no, no, wait, I'm going to change my mind. Just kidding. <laughs> I just remembered another book I read in 2021 that I didn't like even more. Okay, my most disappointing read was My Best Friend's Exorcism by Grady Hendrix. Now... <laughs> The, re the reason I'm picking that one is because I read the Final Girl Support Group and I struggled with it. And everyone was like, oh, oh, his the, my best friend's exorcism by him is, is much, much better. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe, you know, I'll give him another shot. I'll try to read another book by him. And so I read my best friend's exorcism. And I was just like, what is happening? Uh, the whole time. And I know it's becoming like they're, they're making it into like a, um, a movie or a show. Again, I, I think it's coming out on Hulu or Amazon Prime, Netflix. Oh, they're yeah, turning yeah. it into something. And I'm going to watch it because the concept fascinated me, but I was just so disappointed in like, how I felt after I finished the book. So that's mine. <laughs> okay. So the next award is for favorite psychic. And again, I've gone for 2021 reads. Uh, I don't know if Holly has, but Holly, who is your favorite psychic? I did go with a 2021 um, read. And where I kind of mentioned Rocky earlier being a great sidekick. Uh, that was a book I did read in 2021, but I'm not going to go with, with Rocky from Project Hail Mary. I'm actually going to go with Kieran from the... Uh-oh, uh 
based on your face, I think you might have picked the same one. <laughs> but I'm going with Kieran from um, the series from Blood and Ash. Uh, I love him. I love his character. Mm-hmm. I think that he's he's so well developed as as a side character, as a sidekick, and that he, if he wasn't in that series, I do not think I would like it nearly to the extent that I do. Yeah, no, I went for exactly the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's just, as you say, he's just such a brilliant character. Um, I love his little kind of, his little bits of humour and his, how he likes to tease Poppy. Um, and I, I'm currently reading the second one in the series and you get to know more about him and he just becomes so much better. Um, but I did read some Blood Nash last year, so I got to include that one. But yeah, so that one's exactly the same one. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant minds think um, alike. Exactly. Okay, so let's go on to most annoying main character. Um, let's see if we got the same one this year. Um, so again, I've gone for um, last year's reading. And this one I kind of struggled with because I, I didn't have a main character who I was annoyed with constantly. But I've gone with a main character who did have times when she annoyed me um and that was Addie LaRue because some of the decisions she made and just kind of her her whole outlook and attitude times were quite was quite annoying um so yeah I went with with her for the most annoying main character she annoyed me too greatly <laughs> but I did not read that book I read that book at the end of 2020 so I did not go with with that because i i am trying to go with 2021 reads um i know i didn't plan this out very well um okay so most annoying main character um this one (laughs) i didn't really have to struggle very much with this one so and i'm glad that i did read the final book of the series in it was like my first read of 2021, but it is, uh, I don't even know what her name is anymore. Is it from, um, uh, a court of thorns and roses? Is her name Freya? Is that what her name is? Hang on. Uh, it's not Freya, is it? Uh, it's something. Uh, it's, it's, uh, God, what's her name? Um, Feyre. Feyre. Yeah. F E Y R E. Yeah. Um, she drives me insane. Like, 100% drives me crazy. Now, partly is, like, I like the books, but again, the whole first, you know, 500 pages of the book kind of, like, drag for me. And it's just like, and then you get 150 pages at the end when you're like, holy crap, I can't put this book down. It's so good. Um, But throughout... She kind of drives me crazy. um, Just being honest, Liz, just telling you how I feel. (laughs) That's fine. fine. (laughs) Yeah, she's not the best main character, she says, so I'll give you that. Um, On to the next one. So the next one is for best LOL book. So best LOL book. Now, this one I have stretched out to a bit further back just because... I, well, both me and Holly haven't really read that many funny books last year, which is, it's kind of sad. I've, we've mainly been reading kind of fantasy, sci-fi, mm-hmm. thrillers. Um, so yeah, not really many funny ones. 
Uh, so I've gone back quite a few years to uh, my one, which is Curiously Happy by Jenny Lawson. Um, this was a fantastic book. It's kind of part memoir. Um, it's, it's talking about her life, but um, she has uh, some mental health um, health problems. But the way that she talks about her life and the way she she talks about events that have happened to her, she really just almost like pokes fun at it. At it. Um, and it just makes you laugh so much. It's such a, a well-told book and well-told story. Um, and that's one of the ones that kind of stands out as being one of the funniest reads for me. Um, so, Holly, who is your, what, which one of you chose your best little book? So, yeah, so I was just, while you were talking, I was listening to you, I was scrolling through the books that I, like, on my Goodreads list from 2021 to see what books I read. And I'm like, yeah, none of them are laugh out loud books um great books but none that really really made me laugh so this is hard because like there's two two books that i i think are hilarious and they make me really really laugh and i think one i'll just mention because it just it needs to be mentioned but janet ivanovich's series her stephanie plum series they're like the number like one for the money two for the dough finger licking 15 whatever i think she has like 752 books in the series um okay probably not that many she i think she's in the 20s (laughs) but it is hilarious they are so hilarious because stephanie plum is a bounty hunter who tries to, you know, she goes and she tries to find people who are, like, bailed on their bonds, and she has no idea what she's doing. And, you know, she's in Newark, New Jersey, and it's just, like, it is just so, so laugh-out-loud funny. But her series, she's been writing this series for years. But um, I would go with, as far as more um, recent reads for me, would be Anxious People by... Um, by Frederick Backman. And I think that was a book I recommended to you for the 12 books, 12 months challenge. Um, because I, I was laughing during that book. I don't know (laughs) if I was laughing because it was like, Oh my God, I can relate to this. This is really sad. Um, or if it was just because it was really funny or a combination of both, but anxious people (laughs) would definitely be the winner for this one, but I couldn't not give a shout out to Janet Ivanovich's Stephanie Plum series. Brilliant. Um, so this one, we, we did change the title of slightly. Um, it was originally going to be Craziest Title, and then we kind of struggled to actually find a crazy title um, in our books. <laughs> so we've gone for kind of the best um, kind of play on words. Um, so the, the, the book that kind of made us smile and made us kind of um, laugh a little bit at the title. Uh, so which what did you choose for this one, Holly? So it's a book that I haven't I like. It's been forever since I've read it, um, but you you know most of you are probably familiar with the Wicked books, um, but it's this I think it was, I think it's book two from Wicked and it's called Son of a Witch, um, and it just makes me I don't know it just makes me me giggle every single time I read that title <laughs> and I'm just like I see what you did there, so <laughs> so that's mine. What's yours? Uh, mine is one from last year I managed to find, and it was uh, essentially actually an audio book that I listened to um, by Carrie Fisher. It's her memoir, um, and it's called Wishful Drinking. <laughs> I just thought that was very clever. Wishful I Drinking. <laughs> and I like Carrie Fisher, and she was one. I remember yeah. when she when she passed away, I was really sad that um, you know that Princess Leia had had passed away. Um, but I really liked her. That's, and I'm not big on memoirs, but that's one that I think I might pick up 
um, and read. It was very funny. It's very quick. It's audiobook. It was only about three or four hours. It was very oh. short, short, but it was very interesting. And it's like, it tells you, you find out things that you never knew about, like basically how incestuous the um, Hollywood is. Mm. <laughs> it's very, very interesting. No, it was such, a, it, it was very funny um, to listen to as well. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to have to put that one on my list. I, like I said, I, uh, I really liked her. So I'd be interested to hear, hear how her life yeah. was. Okay, so from the cleverest title to the biggest book. Now, this is obviously the the longest book that we read in 2021. Um, luckily, Good, Goodreads is very good at telling us what our biggest book is from our friend. Uh, mine was Way of the Kings by Brandon Sanderson, um, and that came out at a whopping 1,007 pages. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it was quite a big book. What? I to do as well. That was that was part one. How long did that take you to read? Um, about actually, I can tell you. Let's have a look. I think it's about a week and a half, two weeks. Oh maybe, my! Maybe that would have taken me the whole year. Okay, it wouldn't have because my book is is it's not quite that long, but you know. Yeah, and no, to be fair, it was a really good novel. It's sort of one. It, it was the definition of epic fantasy novel. Um, there was something going on all the time, mm-hmm. had loads of different narratives and kind of uh, narratives told by different persons. And it was just, yeah, really fantastic read. It was sort of one way of, where you were never bored. And what and was it, what was it called again? Book. It's called The Way of Kings. The Way of Kings. Um, it's the first one in the Stormlight Archive um, by Brandon Sanderson. And I can tell you, it took me, it took me 14 days. So not too bad. Wow. That was in June. Huh. Now I'm going to have to look up to see how long it took (laughs) me to read this one. Um, Okay. So my longest one comes in at only a whopping 705 pages, but it was A Court of Wings and Ruin. um, And it took me, where are my dates? Oh, there they are. So this one took, oh, well, it took me, I started it actually on January 1st last year and finished it on January 17th. So it took me about 17 days, so not too much, like, which is sad that you finished a longer book than me in a shorter period of time. But I guess that's why you finished like 60 some books last year and I only finished 40 some books. Um, but yeah, so that was my longest. I actually finished about 90 books last year, but I'm not cover that. What? I think my, my yeah, my final I think my final number is like 93. That's yeah, just think... insane. Well, yeah, but you have kids and you had like, you had COVID at school. I know. Yeah, 93. So, um, so yeah, yeah that is, um, that's actually, funnily enough, um, your book is my next one in the series for the actor, which I haven't read. So I'm going to be reading that in the next few months. Just remember, the last 150 pages make it worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I love your hatred for it. It makes I don't. It's not that I hate it. I just like. I don't know. It's just. Again, she drives me crazy. <laughs> I can make you well. Talking of actor and talking of fantasy books, the next uh, award is for best fantasy book. So, Holly, let's start with you. Well, it's it's not a thorn of. 
whatever, a court of thorns and roses. That's not my answer. <laughs> and it is last, last year's read, don't forget. So. Yes. So last last year's read, well, this is easy. This is totally easy for me. And, it, and I, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see because if you pick the same one. But I'm going, obviously, because I, I keep talking about it, um, from from Blood and Ash. Like, that's that's my favorite fantasy read of the year. All three of them. <laughs> It counts as one because it's a series. It's the best book. It is. Okay, yes. It is. So you choosing the first well, one? I'll choose the first one. Oh, the third one's really, really good too. Um but I'll go with the first one. I'll I'll I I I will go with the first one. Yeah, and no, I've got to admit that yeah, I would say from Blood and Ash. I was a very close second was King of Scars. I mm-hmm. really enjoyed King of Scars. So that was mm-hmm. a very close second. But yeah, from Blood and Ash. Um, definitely for the best fantasy of 2021. So uh, this brings us to the last award uh, for us to give. And this is for the most scariest or most unsettling book of 2021. Now this one, um, I actually came up with this pretty quickly, to be honest. Um, my most, I went for the unsettling. Because the most un- the book that made me kind of feel most unsettled in 2021 was The Last House on Needless Street. It made me so <laughs> unsettled. It just creeped me out. There's something wrong with that guy from the beginning. And it just made me feel so uncomfortable. And I'm thinking that Holly's probably chosen the same one by the look of her face. <laughs> Absolutely. Like I didn't, I didn't per, like, you know, prepare and plan and pick my winners, but this one was a no brainer for me. Um, because just like you said, like, they're just like, this was just like the whole time you're reading, you're just like, there is something really wrong and messed up about this, this house and this guy and this, like, you know, the woods. And it's just like, uh, you just, oh, I was just, it was very, very creepy, very unsettling. And, um, <laughs> but, oh, oh, such a good book. Oh, it was so, so good. But you kind of wanted to like almost bury it every time you put it down. You're like, I just, just stay away from the book. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, you're worried that it's going to have like, you know, the, the, the Ouija board effect and like, it's going to like, you know, something that's going to crawl out of the book into the house. And it's just like, it's going to get legs and walk around. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But then, you know, um, you know, it's creepy the whole time, but then you get to the end of the book and you, you know, you see how it ends and you're just like, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's almost like a very big 180. Mm -hmm. It's a big 180 turn at the ending, but no, that was definitely my most unsettling read of 2021. Yeah. That was crazy. 100% agree. So there you have it. There is our 2021 book awards. Um, Woo! <laughs> congratulations so you, to all our winners. Yes, congratulations. Your certificates <laughs> will be in the mail. I'm sure you'll want them. <laughs> so do you know what time that means it is? Did that even make sense how those words came out? Do you know? <laughs> oh, do you know what time it is, Liz? Do you Good know what word. we're ready to do? <laughs> I think it's time for either or. It is time for either or. Okay. Are you ready? So this month is going to be on reading habits. Um, reading. Just so that people don't get confused about asking either or. Okay. All right. So these are our reading habits. Okay. Liz, I'll ask the question. You answer first and then I'll answer second. 
All right. Okay. Quiet or background no- noise? Quiet. Uh, I agree. Quiet. Morning or night? Night. Me too. I'm a night reader. Um, <laughs> on the couch or in bed? Bed. I agree. In bed. If someone's just joining the podcast at the end and they just heard that one, that's going to be very awkward. <laughs> All right. Number four. Uh, do you read inside or outside? Inside. Yeah, me too. Inside. Snacks or no snacks? Oh, snacks. Yeah. I, I'm usually no it's, snacks. Unless I'm hungry. <laughs> It is like a big session. It is like a big reading session. You need snacks to survive. That is true. That is true. Um, hot hot drink or cold drink? Cold drink. I think it depends on the weather outside. But typically, I go cold drink. Um, do you skim when you read or do you read each word? Read each word. I read each word too. Uh, do you do not finish or do you plow through no matter what? Uh, plus three, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, I think there's only been one book in like recent history that I did not finish, so I'm definitely a, a plow a plow through. Now I may take a break from a book, but I'll go back and finish it. Um, okay, uh, physical or ebook? Physical. I agree. I like physical books. Do you dog ear or bookmark your books? Mark. I oh, can't do it. I can't dog ear. I, I, I could never book <laughs> dog ear a book. Ooh, so definitely bookmark. All right. So there are our reading habits. Um, yep. so we're nighttime quiet readers in bed. And yeah. we three. <laughs> That's right. You have your, your drink next to you and no <laughs> snacks unless you're hungry. Exactly. And, you know, and you're inside unless, you know, you're, you're camping and your bed's outs okay so now now we're just going off again, if, yeah again if, if people if people have only just tuned in we have to talk about reading habits and not about our sleeping habits <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true we're talking about books we're not talking about our our personal habits in the bedroom um okay we just need to stop while we're ahead Liz. <laughs> really <laughs> all right liz that's brought us to the end so why don't you tell everyone everyone where they can find you so um, you can find me on Instagram uh, at Lizzie's Little Book Nook, and that's Lizzie's with an I-E, not a Y. Um, you can also find my site, which is lizzie'slittlebooknook.co.uk. And how about you, Holly? So I am on Instagram at AZ Desert Bookworm, uh, and that's a underscore between desert and bookworm. And I've actually just launched a brand new website to take the place of my blog. So it's been super fun for me to do it. Um, All my reviews, and I have added a bunch of new um, things to it. But you can find my website at, it's just um, tinyurl.com forward slash desert bookshelf so tinyurl.com slash desert bookshelf so that's where you'll find me and it has links to all sorts of of fun things all right so liz you actually inspired you actually inspired me i used my um the other day there's a, a new podcast page with all of our episodes so people can check out all the episodes straight from the website that's awesome yeah, yeah. pretty cool 
All right. So <laughs> our next episode, our February episode, will be on, um, I believe the date is February 21st. That will be the Monday that it drops. And Liz, tell us right now what we're expecting to do on that episode. So, uh, as it's February, um, obviously February is Valentine's Day. We thought we'd go with a bit of a, a romance theme, a romantic theme. Um, and we are being joined by a special guest who is a romance author um, called Amanda Krauss. She's written quite a, quite a few of them, and they are really good. She does epic romances. Um, and her most recent one was called To Love and Be Loved. So she will be joining us on the show next month. I love when authors join us. They're always so much fun. Um, so uh, thank you everyone for listening. I hope that you had a great start to 2022 and are reading some good books and we will see you again in February. Have a great month. Happy reading. Bye everyone. Bye.